Good morning, good morning and welcome. My name is Desiree Shaw, I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast about mental health. Um, mental health overall, mental health for men and um, relationship SOS. Welcome to Relationship Fridays. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a while. I normally podcast on a Monday and a Friday and this week, Monday... I didn't do it. So welcome. If this is your first time here, my name is Desiree Shaw. I practice at the Priory and privately. I'm on a mission to change the world one thought at a time and make therapy accessible. And welcome to my podcast, which are short segments of relationship explanations and mental health and Monday, Mindfulness Monday. So um, there's a lot going on. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Relationship Fridays. Is sex good? Well, I just uploaded a video I did over the weekend on my channel, Sex is Healthy. Is sex healthy? Yes, it is. So I'm going to be discussing sex and your overall mental, emotional well-being. Because we're living in this age. I always say these things, don't I? You know when you're getting old, when you start saying, we're living in an age, because you start thinking about when it was, how it was when you were young. So I'm going to change that, that sentence. We have sex as human beings to procreate and have children. However, that was the drive um, when we were populating the earth, when we were building and growing. But now we've realised, well, it's not so much now, but I suppose you could say, let's say the last hundred years at least, actually before then, because there was a lot of stuff going on when it came to sex, you know, with the days and with um, Henry VIII, he recognised that it wasn't just about procreating, he recognised, hey, hey, I could have fun with this. So I'd say actually throughout the ages, sex has been something which we have embarked on not just to procreate, we recognise there's a whole pleasurable thing going on there. Uh, how good is it for you? How good is sex for you? You know, in your relationships, how how healthy is your sex? I say, how healthy is it? What do, what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to explore that in this in this podcast, looking at your mental well being and sex, because I think we're having moments at, in the at the moment where sex has taken a completely different direction. I mean, it's become acrobatics, hasn't it? <laughs> it's become this acrobatics this kind of um, real gusto, behavioural, jumping around, action-packed. It's like a movie. And, and and I think that's what can put people off. Because how do you know if your sex life is good or not? How do you know if you're having too much or too little sex? Well, what, is the, what, what is that about? All of this really can tip your anxiety over the edge and not to mention jealousy we don't really talk about jealousy as a unhealthy negative emotion too much because do you know why as human human beings we don't like to think about it we don't like to accept that we can be jealous we that's one emotion which that and you know shame we we can would probably be much happier to explore our shame than we would our jealousy but jealousy, what is that about? I mean, what do we do with our jealousy? How do we manage our jealousy? Do we have it? Is there, 
does sex have a place with jealousy? Well, let's have a look, shall we? We get married or we we have living partners, we have long-term partners, and over years, sex does change. I have noticed there's a growing... There's a growing situation in relationships. It, it keeps in, it's, It happens a lot where sex becomes a bit stagnated and um, people aren't sure about what to do about it. We, we stay with people for years and years and years and we become complacent in certain things or we grow in different areas and certain times we don't recognise what's going on. And also we box ourselves in, don't we? So women, depending on culture depending on how their upbringing is about sex, become can become quite rigid. Men may not say what they really want. Women don't say what they really want. And what ends up happening is we have couples that are stuck in a rut doing the same old, same old, you know? Um, and sometimes avoiding the same old, same old because actually both parties are bored and sick to death of their very own sex life but feel that they can't address it purely because they're thinking, oh, we're getting too old and we're not really meant to be doing that stuff and, you know, this is not supposed to happen anymore. And um, that's quite unhealthy for your relationship because actually sex is really good for you. And I say that not... I hasten to add when I say sex is really good for you, do not run out there and just have sex with anyone I'm talking about sex being good in your relationships because it's about your connection it's about um you know identifying with the person that you're with it's about working with them it's about feeling them it's understanding them it's pleasuring them pleasuring yourself it's really good for your um your connected your connectedness with your partner that is really good now, I'm not saying that sex is the only way to show intimacy. There are other ways to show intimacy. Sex is a great way of showing intimacy. And it's one way which is unique and that you can... That's the only thing. Well, I don't know. But it's the only thing you you do with your partner. It's an exclusive act that you do with your partner. It depends on the relationship that you have. Maybe maybe it's not. But um, the consensus is that it's the only... It, that is what you do with your partner. So it's unique, which is why you can show affection to your partner in ways that you can show affection to other people by giving a hug, by supporting them through something, by working on an idea that they have, by um, thinking about them and, and providing them something that they need, that they didn't ask for. You can do it with anyone, though, can't you? But the whole intimacy, the whole sexual act is something that is exclusive for you and your partner. So when you're not embarking on healthy sex with your partner, what tends to happen is there is a distance that can grow in that place. And your connectedness becomes... You then get into a situation where you're kind of living with your best mate. It kind of doubles up as a sibling, I suppose. I was once in this conversation with a bunch of women um, from 40 to 55. And the conversation was marriage. And these women had all been married. Most of them had been, in fact, all of them had been married for a minimum of like 20 years. 
and um, been with their partner maybe even 10 years before those 20 years started. I've been married for five years, was with my husband a short time before we got married. And um, so my relationship doesn't span nearly as much as, as long as theirs. And we were talking about sex, which was so interesting because they had red, they got red face. And all these women had children, you know, I mean, like minimum two up to four. So obviously they'd had sex and um, they found the conversation very uncomfortable. And as we started talking, it, it was the consensus was with all of these women that they didn't have sex anymore in their relationships and that, um, you know, it died down and. They were opening up about the fact that they were having sex once and once a year on anniversaries, and they were becoming very, 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 very uncomfortable as the anniversary would draw nearer because they knew it was it was getting to that time where they were going to have sex, and um, they found it really hard. You know, they found it really difficult, and we were discussing it. And it was like, well, you know, we just we just do it. We kind of do it. It's a little bit awkward now, and. Um, we don't really, I you know, it wasn't so much they weren't enjoying it, they felt embarrassed by it, and they didn't really want to do it, they had feelings about their bodies, they had loads of hang-ups about so many different things, mainly to do with themselves and how they interacted, their age as well, and um, they weren't sure if their partners were that engaged in them anymore, and I remember sitting there thinking, Jesus Christ... <laughs> I hope to God I do not have to look forward to this because that would just be the worst thing that could happen. And I'd met some of their husbands and I could see that there was a lack of connection between them, that things became very matter-of-fact. They all had the lovely wide, big houses with the wide lawns and the lovely big four-by-fours and, you know, going out and doing the part. And yet they were missing this key component, I would say, to intimacy and avoiding it. They were avoiding it. And we were talking about it. There was something that was on Netflix at the point. And um, the the show on Netflix was particularly raunchy. And these women enjoyed watching this show on their own. But they found that they their partner came in and was watching it. One of them explained, oh, yeah, my husband walked in on that bit when I was watching it. And another woman said, oh, yeah, he walked in on that bit when I was watching it too. I think it might have been Gypsy or something, which was on Netflix. And they were exclaiming how embarrassed they were and how they didn't know what to do with themselves. And they just kind of sat there in silence and watched it. And I was in there thinking, OK, so did you do anything else? Because you know that you know that is your husband. You know, you're allowed to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can like touch your husband. And um, they were like, oh, no, God, no. And I'm like, do you not attracted to him? No, he's attractive. You know, and these are attractive looking women as well. You know, these, there's nothing that you, that they're not repugnant. You don't look at them. These are attractive women. They're married to attractive men. I'm thinking, well, what, what's happening here? And um, emotionally, they were uncomfortable. They were anxious. They were anxious about it. They were worried about their bodies. Obviously, they'd aged and they'd changed, but they've been aging with the same man for at least 20 years. I'm thinking, what's happening here? You know, what's going on? And then one said, oh, no, we're just going to, our sex life is going to die out. We do it once a year and it's a bit of a chore. We're obviously not really that engaged in it. And this particular woman, her husband was particularly good looking. And I thought, 
I think you guys are missing a button here because they they weren't that um, clued up when it came to what their partners wanted. But mostly, they didn't know what they wanted. They didn't know what they wanted. So they were quite happy to um, deny themselves. And what I've noticed when women in particular deny themselves of sexual pleasure, we can become quite pent up and quite frustrated and annoyed and angry and not know what it's about. So do men, you know. But as a woman, I'm speaking first-hand knowledge of being a woman. And I watched in this conversation how their anxieties were... um, perpetuating the fact that they were distancing themselves from sexual connection with their husband and the more they had the anxiety the more they felt the disconnection the more they it was like a perpetuating self-fulfilling thing that they were doing to themselves and it was really not healthy for them it just was not healthy and these are people in relationships They're in relationships and the idea is when you're in a relationship is that you connect in your relationship. But when you don't connect in your relationship, you have a distance, don't you? And it becomes um, quite apparent. So the exploration that I did in talking to these women, understanding what was going on for them, was I recognised that they were all withholding information about what they wanted and didn't know if they should want it and weren't sure about exploring it and um just kept themselves distanced from it as if it wasn't for them anymore so emotionally they disconnected from the idea because they actually believed deep down that they probably weren't able to perform so they had some kind of um the word would i'd use would be feelings or thoughts of not being good enough in that area that you know, sex had taken on this different kind of meaning for them now, particularly in, in in today's world where we watch movies and it's, you know, the movies, Hollywood movies, they make sex look like this amazing, this amazing earth-shattering, really good lighting, <laughs> really amazing body structure, you know, all of this stuff, when in reality it's really not like that, you know. It's really, it's really not like that. You might be having sex on a pile of clothes, you know. <laughs> it might not be so beautifully lit in a hotel room with champagne and strawberries all the time. And we can't always do that because we live busy lives. But um, sex is important. It is important. And what I'd noticed was that these women had actually given up on their sex lives. Not only that, it's something I'm, I've become regularly accustomed to for the last three years in the therapy room I mainly work with men and 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 actually the consensus is wives are giving and what are men doing you know but they're they're frustrated they they're not having any the wives are not having any and um the relationship is suffering as a result there's more disconnection there's more frustration there's more um routine of daily activities as opposed to routine of um, being in their relationship. So why is sex so important? Why why is it? Well, I explain this in Relationship SOS on my vlog, on my YouTube channel. Go and have a look. It's called Sex is Healthy. I'm going to put the, the link in the description box. 
But sex in your relationship, it's important. It's, re- it's important for you to recognise what you want and what your partner wants because the act is actually a way of you connecting and feeling um, as though you're, you know, you've got this unique way of only being with your partner. That's the idea. That is about you and them. But we grow distant due to um, routine, due to life, due to tiredness, due to health, due to all kinds of things, which we allow to get in the way. So when you recognize that you are important and your sexual desires are important, because this is where your your mental, this can wreak havoc on your mental health. You know, you go into a room, you see your husband or your wife talking to somebody else. You see that they may have a connection that you haven't really had for a while. What happens, you know, spider senses start to tingle, you start to worry, are they fancying that person, do they like that person more than me, that is so common, it just wreaks havoc on your mental health, people think mental health is where you have actual breakdown, feel depressed, no, it's when those ruminating thoughts go plummeting through your mind on a, on a rampage, causing you all kinds of emotional discord about yourself, And that is what happens a lot. I've seen this so often. Where the couple isn't engaging sexually much. They're not even connecting. They're not demonstrating affection. Because the thing with sex is, it actually... The nowness of sex is the act and that intimacy. And I'm not talking about quick sex. The quickie type of sex where you get it over and done with. Where there isn't any connection. Because let's face it, there's no connection in the quickie. It might be a laugh, but it's not that much of a connection. But when you have embarked on a whole, you know, sexual exploration with your partner and you've enjoyed them and you've enjoyed yourself and you have that moment afterwards where you hold each other, you hug, you kiss, and then the, then that feeling is lasting. It lasts after the act. It lasts throughout the day. You might smile and you might talk to each other a little bit more tenderness, a little bit more love, a little bit more action in towards the um, concern for their regard, you become more tentative, you recognise things, you want to look out for them more, you build. This is what sex can do for your relationship. But when you're not doing any type of sexual action and you're not being affectionate as a as a byproduct, because that affection is a byproduct of sex, you can become distant and you can become resentful. And also... Start looking around at other couples. I hear this a lot. People resenting other people's happiness. People resenting the way that another couple appears. People resenting how their partner talks to the opposite sex or the same sex. People resent the way that um, they feel about themselves. They look at their bodies. They start to take... They take the opportunity to blame themselves in one way or another that they are responsible for the problem that they're facing. And this is what causes so much discord and upset because we start making it up in our own heads. This is the this is mental health. This is what we do to ourselves, you know. This is how we respond. And it's really unhealthy. It's really unhealthy because we're not actually getting our needs met. And when we don't get our needs met, we either try to make our needs met by somebody else meeting them sometimes that can happen if you're not getting what you want in your relationship you might go outside so your partner 
may just go outside if they're not getting it from you. And you might go outside because you're not getting it from your partner because you're not actually having the important conversation. And the important conversation is, you know what, honey, and you begin to open up and can reconnect with the person that you're with. But we stop this due to fear of, um, you know, being rejected. It's always that, isn't it? We don't want to be rejected. So we don't tell our partners what we really want in case they say no. And then we take that no as a rejection on us, as opposed to exploring other ways and and compromising. Or you don't hate the word compromising when it comes to a relationship. (laughs) You know, I'm going to quickly rewind, take that back. I can't take it back because it's recorded. There is a compromise. We compromise anyway, don't we? We assert ourselves and we look for some kind of common ground and we work through that. And um, you can do that with sex. Some people are refusing to compromise on their pleasure. And it all depends on how you have embarked on your relationship in the first place. Was that what you discussed? And what tends to happen is that when people get together, you don't really have that conversation about sex. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't actually say, right, let's discuss sex. Let's discuss what's going on. Let's discuss our expectancy. Let's, Let's discuss what triggers us, let's discuss, let's talk about this, let's make this something real that we can recognise that we're actually doing, as opposed to sweeping it under the carpet and pretending that it doesn't exist, when actually it does, and we're lying to ourselves that it doesn't, so when you are in a long-term relationship and the sex dries up, it's not that sex has dried up, you know, sex doesn't dry up, it's your attitude and behaviours about it in your relationship that um, has taken a different turn. And you've got to ask yourself, is, are, is your relationship, are you worth it? I remember being in this group of women and, um, you know, these are women, they live quite nice lives, you know, really nice lives. And they were talking about their sex lives and, you know, obviously doing the comparison. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. I pray to God that this only happens to me when I'm 85. (laughs) I do not want this to happen when I'm 45. That's just not cool. I don't want this to happen when I'm 50. I would hate for that to happen because um, I know know the importance of sex in a relationship. And um, I was discussing with them, so what's going on? And I remember going to the bathroom with one of these women and um, we were getting ourselves, the women do get themselves ready and um, I saw her underwear and it was real granny spocks, you know, granny marks and spencers. These were, these were things you pull all the way up to your neck and got stripes all over it and really comfy. I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then she explained that everything was like that. And I said, you know, that's like a repellent. And she admitted it was like a repellent. And I thought, wow. I said, why are you doing that? Because she doesn't know what else to do. And she feels awkward around it. And and explained that um, her sex life used to be really vibrant. But she just doesn't know what's happened anymore. She's got into the routine and it's really uncomfortable. And I thought, wow. So, you know, (laughs) there is so much out there. I mean, we... You know, whenever the whenever the world goes into crises and there's a recession and financial problems, the one industry that booms is the sex industry because we want to feel good one way or another. And um, so we, we turn to different vices to get out of what we're 
feeling and there are so many different things that you can explore now i'm not talking about sex as an addiction that's another conversation and i'm not talking about promiscuity i'm talking about the importance and safety of the sexual exploration between you and your partner and the connectedness between you and who you whoever you're with the importance of that and how that supports your overall overall well-being that supports you how you feel about yourself that supports how you treat yourself treat your partner your you know and it can make you feel so chilled out so before i end this i would say to you those of you who are in in relationships take the weekend and enjoy your partner recognize what it does for you you know the lazy days that you can have together the way that you can interact and explore because there's nothing worse than getting stuck in a rut and if you are stuck in a rut have a watch of my videos um on youtube is sex healthy no sex is healthy sorry sex is healthy and explore how you can build on your sex life because it's not just about the actual sex it's about flirtation it's important for you to flirt with your partner it's important for the connection the, the touching and the hugging and the discussion and the 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 plan forward for the relationship is so important for you because that is what takes you to the um next the next level really of of your relationship being you evolve because you won't your relationship doesn't you don't stay the same do you nothing nothing stays the same but um the idea is that you evolve you evolve with your partner you evolve and you work together that is what you do and sex is a nice way of connecting it's a wonderful way of connecting with your partner and it's a way that you can um really find different ways of communicating and recognizing and feeling good for yourself you know to feel good for you and it's um it's healthy it really is healthy so explore explore your sex life you know recognize that it is a part of your emotional mental well-being it's it's, it's important for you and your partner to have this connection my name is Desiree Shaw and I am a practicing psychotherapist. I practice at the Priory in Central London, privately as well. I make a vlogs and videos production with Magno Media um, on my YouTube channel on mental health. I have Mondays, which is men's mental health, the tortured superhero, and Friday, which is relationship SOS. And during the week, other mental health tip bits to support you discussional topics on life i do now post a video every day and i do podcasts on a monday mindful mondays and friday so thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you want more information on how to improve your sex life sign up to my newsletter it's all about you now on my website i have quite a few things going on i will put information in the description box so you can find out how to um how to find me online and how to connect if you want to connect if you want to be a part of what i'm doing if you want to help yourself and feel better and move forward it's the um 
it's the age of change, isn't it? We're no longer doing things the way we used to. Anyway, my name's Desiree Shaw, and I will podcast on Monday. See you then. Have a wonderful Friday, and um, see what see what you can do. You know, see if you can go go and explore something interesting for your own sex life, whether it's a new lingerie or something that interests you both particular song a movie whatever it is enjoy your partner and enjoy yourself you know step up that intimacy bye for now i will see you on monday have a wonderful wonderful weekend